0: Spills shall be shaken. Shills shall be splintered. A sore day. A red day. Hello and welcome to Saga Ohio, a podcast by fans and players of Saga, the skirmish miniatures game from Studio Tomahawk. This is episode 33, and today we are talking to Rusty Parker, a Saga player from Northern Ohio. Rusty traveled to Adepticon a few weeks ago and participated in the Ancient Saga tournament with his Athenian Greek Cities army. He'll be talking about how things went and go into some detail about the battle board. Rusty, welcome to Saga Ohio and thanks for agreeing to be my guest.
1: Hey Mike, thanks for having me on board. Um, great great podcast you're running here, so glad to be part of it.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate the kind words and I appreciate you uh at short notice, coming on and uh, telling us about Adepticon and a few other things. Um, so maybe, maybe start off telling us how you got involved in gaming and then ended up playing Saga.
1: Well, gaming goes back a long time, uh, <clears throat> a long time. I, I my brother's about ten years older than me, so when I was pretty young, I was probably five or six. We used to uh, play. Uh, with the HO plastic soldiers on the living room floor, he'd line them all up. And, you know, me as a kid, I'd roll marbles and stuff and knock them down. And, and then as I aged, you know, he was into more Avalon Hill bookcase games. And so as I got older, he started, started me playing, you know, the squad leader and uh, eventually, excuse me, allies and axis, you know, so board games were involved. And then um, when I was in the military I'm kind of skipping right along, but when I was in the military in the late 80s, early 90s, a bunch of my buddies, you know, we were playing the board games too, the war games. But then some of them brought these um, figures I'd never seen. or from Games Workshop, the Citadel minis. So, of course, I started playing Warhammer 40K immediately because it was just mind-blowing to me yeah but that drag, also right? <laughs> oh it was it was like crack you know i mean it was just, it was awesome and not that i know what crack is but that's what everybody <laughs> says You <know? laughs> um but then from there you know it just went on um i i bought my first um historical wargaming magazine it, it's it's out of print now it's called historical gamer okay have you heard of that one yeah i think i have um Yeah, so I bought issue number two, and I thumbed that thing through. I actually, long story short, I actually took that to Desert Storm, because I got called back in for Desert Storm. Yeah, and um, luckily I didn't have to go. I was the second wave, so I wound up uh, going to Germany and was getting ready to go to Riyadh and all that, but it uh, ended pretty quick, so that was fortunate. But that, that historical gamer, issue number two, I still have... And that was a lifesaver because I read that thing probably 20 times while I was overseas. And, um, and I seen all the ads, you know, for all the minis, war game minis, you know, all of them were in there. Uh, um, and then I came home <clears throat> and I started, I, I immediately subscribed to the magazine. And, and then from there, I got into the courier. remember the courier? Oh, yeah. Magazine? I remember the
0: courier. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was just, it just snowballed. It just kept going, you know. So, um, yeah i've I've got quite a few toys now and all kinds of stuff (laughs) and and i my biggest problem is that i'm interested in all kinds of periods and scales and uh you name it but i mean that's that's a me in a nutshell i mean it's just you know new shiny sometimes works on me sometimes it doesn't but yeah um, so
0: when did uh when did saga become the new shiny
1: um i started well well, first off the dark ages has always been like one of my favorites i just absolutely love um the king arthur era like the real nitty-gritty one not the not the knight and shining Armies,
0: right exactly
1: stuff you know the the real ones back in you know we're talking you know four or five hundred a.d stuff um and ironically, my, my daughter is a, a historian. She, she went to school in house state and came out as an historian. And she, and she always says, dad, why do you like the dark ages so much? Because there's so little out there on it. It's just terrible. And I said, <laughs> that's exactly why I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, you, you got Tolkien, you know, Lord of the Rings that spin out of there and it's very dark age. Uh, I just like it. I, I don't know. I love um, finding out new things that, you know, new discoveries from archeologists and stuff. So we started playing a game by the two fat Lardies called um, ducks. Yeah. Uh, Brititarium. Brita- 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 How do you say oh, that? that is? That is Britannium. a hard one to pronounce. I, I, I'm with you hundred percent on it. <laughs> Britannium. There was, there was also a
0: ducks malorum that came out roughly the same time. As yes. as it couldn't be confusing enough. <laughs>
1: exactly. And I have that one as well. <laughs> Um so yeah I started painting my 28mm armies for that and we played a couple campaigns and um good stuff and then all of a sudden Saga rolls out wasn't too long after that and I jumped on that immediately and, and the first edition and <clears throat> played quite a few games um even came down to ATC when uh Steve Fallon ran a Oh
0: um, wow okay Oh,
1: what do you call it, a tournament down there? Yeah. And here's here's what's funny too. Uh, I taught my brother who who loves he he games still, and he was um, he loves Dark Ages too and all that. He's like me. He likes about everything. But we we were going down there together because I said, hey, let's just go down to ATC together, a hotel, and you know spend a little time together. So we did. And I taught him to play real real quick and rough that night in the hotel room. <laughs> uh huh. And then we played in the tournament the next day. And he got sick. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that, I don't know. That's that's saga. I mean, we just – and I've stayed with it. You know, second edition I think is even better. So. Yeah.
0: Well, then you've been doing it longer than I have. I, uh, I played a total of maybe two games of first edition. You know, uh, Andy Swingo introduced me to it. And, mm-hmm. and then I think I played one combined game, me, Andy, and Steve Phelan, a um, little mm-hmm. three-player game you know maybe that's what it was i'm trying to remember this has been a while obviously yeah. um yeah and so you've actually been playing the game a lot longer than i have so that's awesome yeah well
1: but i i get interrupted time from time to time <laughs> I'll, I'll go play another system for a while and then i'll have to refresh you yeah, know you'll,
0: you'll say ooh shiny and go stumbling off into the another direction
1: right that <laughs> oh, happens all the time Dagon lion rampant had to come out you know
0: yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's another one. That, uh, there's a lot of people who play the rampant uh, line of games. So um, yeah, I haven't fun. tried it yet. I think it's at the stage where one of our one of our group, you know, puts it on the table and teaches how to play. Yeah, sure, I'll do it. Uh, but I'm not going out and buying the rules and trying to learn <laughs> another rule system. Yeah, You're it's, smart. It's good enough. Smart.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it, they get it, at my age. I start getting kind of jumbled together at times
0: <laughs> oh yeah all the time i mean there's a time when yeah. uh you know i'll look over to andy and i'm like um that's this rule set instead of the other rule set <laughs> you know, i want to correct him on that or <laughs> you know whatever and then you know my friend mike yeah. styles are same way. i got to correct him every once in a while on something because he's just getting him. we've played so many games over the years and so yep. many ancient slash dark age medieval games too that you know if you try to branch out too much you're You're asking for trouble. So I agree. um, Speaking of, of your local group, how many regulars or attendees do you have up there? How often do you guys get together? That kind of thing.
1: So we, we kind of formed this little group up, up at our area called the Firelands games. And, we have a little facebook page and yes i'm a member like of that. it too <laughs> yeah so we um we decided this was a, this was pre-covid we're like hey we need to just put our heads together and um start doing a little more with the group and broadening out so COVID, of course shot that in the foot um but then over oh, the last couple of years we just started really getting back together and um, not that we weren't gaming it was just we we meet at the library there in Miland, ohio oh,
0: okay is,
1: right close to Sandusky and there's probably a steady four to six of us every once a month we meet at the library about ten, eleven o'clock and just game in there and then we usually just, you know when we're done we might stop in the Milan square and have a bite to eat or something afterwards so um but we do get occasionally um uh, especially if my boys show up both of my boys are gamers. Um, might be eight of us in there
0: okay now do you play other games other than just saga i assume
1: well we were for a while every month was a different game and i i think it was james that suggested hey this is getting a little confusing here with all the different (laughs) rules and i agreed and we we talked about it and said you know let's just do saga the rest of this year 2023 so all the rest of them this year will definitely just be Saga. Well, that's great. we all kind of enjoy it. Yeah, and and if somebody stops in, you know, we'll have – we can readily teach it because we'll have probably extra armies and stuff.
0: So Right, yeah. That's always yeah. the beauty of it, of gaming in a public location or, you know, game store even is that people are going to walk up, people are going to like, hey, this seems interesting, and then, you know, sooner or later you're going to get a recruit that way. So
1: Yeah, so if anybody's listening and they're in the – north central ohio area you know just reach out to us on facebook
0: and what day of the week was that you guys get together
1: it's the second saturday of every month okay. okay and james just started a discord for it too i mean literally like a couple days ago wow
0: that's that's um, the new wave everything has a discord yeah. channel
1: it is it reminds me of the old-fashioned chat rooms you know
0: yeah it's i have a (laughs) hard time with discord i know that my regular listeners are probably tired of me saying that but you know it just (laughs) it's just not as accessible for me um i even put it up the app on my phone hoping it would be more accessible that way and and i Mm -hmm. will go weeks and weeks between checking discord then i'll check it like every day for like four or five days then it'll be you know, another couple months before I look at it again. So I don't know. I guess I just like Facebook because it's more thread oriented and, you know, yeah. you
1: can,
0: it's more visual. I, f- I find the it.
1: opposite. <laughs> oh,
0: really? Okay.
1: I do. I really, when I first got on discord, I really like it. I don't, I don't know why I've never been a big face. Well, you notice I'm never, I don't post a whole lot on Facebook. Right. Yeah. I, I still, my wife's really good with it. I'm terrible. But uh, for some reason I just clicked with Discord and
0: So are you so, uh, you a member of Raj's uh, Saga Thursday Discord then?
1: I am. Oh, that's I good. Am. I I monitor that and I actually I went into this his it was either winter or spring whatever he called it his painting competition and uh, I, I had the elephants on there I painted. So,
0: oh, I don't um, I don't know if I remembered it ringing a bell that that was you. Um Oh, that's awesome. Well,
1: my handle on Discord's the Yarl, so. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> that's so probably he why probably nobody went knows. by that. You know, here this is he from the
0: Yarl, and I'm like, yeah,
1: yeah okay. he did. That's Who great. the heck is that? Yeah, yeah. I should have known that's with old... the name of
0: your 3D printing <laughs> company that that was it. But uh...
1: oh yeah, it's it's an old nickname, but um, yeah, I I to be the guy that he drew randomly for the gift card gift Yeah, so. that that was how i won too <laughs> yeah not talented it wasn't from painting win, yeah. yeah to take it all but you know give me a random right. chance <laughs> exactly and i pulled through i wish my dice rolls were like that
0: yeah especially the other time the other day when we gamed
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i gotta shake that off yeah. <laughs> it's terrible well,
0: it's not gonna not gonna lead to a happy outcome on the tournament games that's for sure <laughs> no um, okay, so before we start talking about your experience at Adepticon, can you tell our listeners about the upcoming Saga tournament uh, you guys are planning on hosting this year?
1: Yeah, yeah, that. Um, it's still getting finalized. I mean, we're, we're still trying to hammer out some details, but um, it started off, like I said, pre-COVID, we, we talked about doing something like this, and it started off this the last few, a few months back that, Hey, let's just run a saga tournament, you know, uh, for September this year. And so I started reaching out to venues and that took a while, you know, just to go see them all and start eliminating places. And we narrowed it down to two places and we're, we're pretty sure, I I can't say a hundred percent yet, but we're pretty sure it's, it's going to be at the, um, it's in port clinton ohio it's the liberty aviation museum and it should be right around mid-september like i think that friday saturday is the 15th and 16th mm-hmm. i think of.
0: yeah it's my be. head
1: um but then you know all of a sudden we've got more room and we've got a little more overhead too because it's you know it's a bigger place but as far as um you know any type of historical gaming i mean we're going to open up to everyone but uh, like bolt action i i would think i mean i would just love to play bolt action in the aviation museum they have just unbelievable amounts of historical uh jeeps and trucks and they even got a m1a uh, no what is it a m4a1 e8 that's the ez eight
0: okay
1: yeah yeah that's a that's an original it's sitting there and I was like, oh, that's that's awesome. That's
0: great, <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Let alone they got the uh, um, B-25 Mitchell. It's beautiful shape. I mean, that's a beautiful plane. Uh, they got an Avenger, an oh, original. Wow. Yeah, dive bomber, I think they were. Or were mm-hmm. they torpedo yeah, bombers? Yeah, I think they are one I, or I the keep, other, yeah. Yeah, I'm not super up to, you know, I, I'm not uh, really good with, airplanes and ships but <laughs> anyways it's an avenger and it fits on an aircraft carrier you know they had it and right, actually yeah. uh, last saturday we went out and visited them and they had it outside and they were they were test testing the engine and oh, they had wow. it fired up that, that was pretty cool
0: yeah to hear that uh, sound you know uh, yeah
1: it, it was neat it, just to know that it's still running and it, it looks brand new really oh well, that's cool uh, but it's it's a very nice museum and i I'm guilty. I mean, I live not even 20 minutes from there and I knew it was there. I just never knew how nice of a facility it is and how much uh, they put into it. And it's all private. It's, it's not funded by any type of government. So uh, we'd love, we'd like to get in there, you know, and help them bring some people around.
0: Well, yeah. And I think that would be the coolest thing of all is to have a historical miniatures event right there in a museum and uh, i mean even you know not just flames of war you could get the your six people in there uh um, oh, yeah, it just would, there's just yeah. so much uh, and then there you have got your fertile ground walking through the that weekend in september walking through there and going hey what's this oh wow they got they're playing games with uh, world war 2 airplanes and they're they're playing all kinds <laughs> of games with yeah, some drinks and everything so yeah yeah that's Plus uh, it's the,
1: the time of year is good for them They don't have any more air shows and stuff. And Port Clinton, it's the tourism starts to die down after Labor Day, so Mm -hmm. that's why we were picking right after Labor Day and and far enough away from ATC as well, because we didn't want to get too close to that in October. Right.
0: Yeah, you're about a month away. That's that should be good. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, we, we tend to get our one monthly passes and everything like that if you, <laughs> for family commitments <laughs> yeah. and everything like that. So
1: Exactly, right, right. So
0: where should people go to find out information about uh, about the Fireland Game Group uh, you know, convention at, hopefully, the Liberia- Liberty Aviation Museum? Yeah, we're really hoping
1: for that. Um, well, well, we'll definitely update the Facebook page and the Discord immediately once this gets finalized. And then we'll spread it out on, on uh, social media as much as we can. Perfect. Um, it's probably a little – I mean, I know I missed – and we don't even have it nailed down yet, but we'll definitely get an article in the, uh, in the Herald.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, it'll be something we could, you know, for the next issue, which would be coming out, I guess, uh, 7, like July. So that's still plenty of time for people to make plans to – to attend and everything.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm probably pressuring myself more than anyone just to, cause I know, you know, people want to plan and look at their summers and what they got to do. And right. So I want to get it out as soon as I can. Um,
0: well, but, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope that, uh, hope that the community can, uh, gather together. I know that, uh, I don't, I looked at my schedule. I currently have nothing on that weekend. So I added it in on my little iPhone and, uh, go. yeah, let's, we'll see if we can get as many saga players as we can up to, uh, you know, the first yeah. ever firelands games group, uh, saga tournament. That would be fun.
1: Yeah. And we, we did name the saga tournament. So oh. it, if we already have some plans about that. I don't know if you want to talk about that. No, go ahead.
0: What's the name of the tournament?
1: Yeah. So it's, uh, it's going to be called the Raiders of the North coast. Cause oh, we're obviously yeah. on the North coast. I like that. Um, <clears throat> And it's going to be a little different. We're going to run um, only two books together. We're going to run the Age of Invasions and Mm -hmm. the Age of Vikings.
0: That's a good combo, I think. And then, so,
1: yeah, as long as they're in those books, we're good to go. Um, But we're going to, this is going to be interesting because, I mean, we're looking to have a little fun with it. We're going to open it up, I'm thinking maybe seven points this time, but here's the catch. Um, We're going to allow Legendary heroes in there all right so i like to see how that ha- how that works out you know everybody... now is a
0: legendary going to be required as one of the seven or is it just going to be no. you can do it you, if you want
1: you can do it if you want if you don't want it you got the extra point
0: yeah i think
1: um so that's almost
0: identical if... to one we that somebody ran at uh, a game table adventures out in newark ohio and oh, i was okay. one of the few people who didn't take a legendary uh I was doing pretty well. I think I had my moors. Yeah, I know I had my moors. I was doing oh, pretty well until I ran into Andy Swingle's Alfred the Great and Alfred the Great. They don't call him Great for nothing. Yeah, right? Anglo-Saxon army with Alfred the Great. Uh, you're gonna feel like the Vikings did. <laughs> it's like what the heck. Yeah, his army was chase chasing my moors around the battlefield. They're moving so fast, so scary. <laughs> so that'll definitely. Uh, so you've done it, okay? Yeah, it, it worked. It definitely worked. I didn't feel that I was disadvantaged by not having a warlord. I think I went two and one, so I won my other two games against people who had legendary oh, leaders. And uh, yeah, it's it was it was it's good. So that'll be fun. I know a lot of people. There are a lot of people who like them, and then never get an opportunity to play it. Um, so I think that alone might encourage some of our listeners and some of the Saga players in the area to, to come out to, to your guys' tournament in September.
1: Yeah. Well, we hope so. We're, we're going to make it, you know, as much fun as we can. All right. And a little different, you know?
0: Yeah. So back to Adepticon, uh, when did you begin playing those Athenians that you took there and how many games did you get in before, before the actual tournament?
1: Well, the paint was still drying when I (laughs) played you, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be a small number. (laughs) Yeah. I played the Saturday before. I think we played on a Sunday, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, we did.
1: Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, I played Saturday at our, I think that was our monthly Saturday get-together. And I played against James's Spartans. um, Okay. And we were both fumbling around. We didn't really know our boards all that well Well, yeah the
0: first time um, you, first couple times you play yeah like, it's a learning process
1: I, I, I think i squeaked out the win there and then i came down there and that didn't turn out too good against your uh well, you know um, it, it was, was a good game it was
0: a good game and you were winning at first um i was and it's just yeah. i was able to turn it around like like you pointed out the turning of the flank you know the I mass yes. kind of on one flank, wheeled around, and then yeah. once I got your battle line kind of you know bent yep. back into an L shape, and your beaten or destroyed units are like getting pushed back along the back of the battle line. I think the accumulated fatigue, you know, with your close together um, you know form line of battle, that just that ended up hurting you, probably as it much does. as it helped to do, It helped you. I, I don't know. That's yeah. you know that, that's one no, game. You but...
1: just yeah. Well, you nailed right there in what you were just describing two of the weaknesses yeah what one is the board the greek cities don't shed fatigue very well right as a matter of fact hardly at all um and the other one is everything depends on your battle line or line of battle right so but, so uh, anyways back to it i i played two games before i went to, uh, <laughs> so that was it that that was... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> two games on one weekend. Then you were off to
0: Adepticon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know that that's good. I, I I salute you for that because I'm sure there's probably some people who played dozens of games beforehand and all the scenarios that were in there. Yes. And against all more likely mm-hmm. opponents, so it, it's good that um, that you went up there and said, "I'm going to try a new army," and I'm going
1: to I'm going to do I this. I did. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I would what? have done much better with my Scots, of course.
0: Oh yeah, I mean because
1: I I I played them so much that, you know, no no surprises.
0: Yeah, and, and everybody knows the Scots are a tough army, and I'm beginning to wonder. I, I what I got what I have to avoid is is the Pictish crutch. I've I've only won two tournaments in Saga, and they've both been with a pick. So I can't like say, oh, it's a tournament. Ah. I got to take my picks. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: So <laughs> well you can rely on me to just bring somebody i haven't played before. Okay. All right,
0: that's fine. Um so why did you choose the Greek city's army? I mean there's there's other armies in that uh in that book and then why the Athenians?
1: Well, gosh, that's that's a good question. Um so before Saga even mentioned they were coming out with the ancients, you know, the Hannibal book and the uh, Alexander book, my oldest son <clears throat> kept talking about painting. He wanted to paint 300 Spartans uh, from the okay. movie, I guess. Yeah, so. Absolutely. And I said, well, you know what? If you're going to paint Spartans, I'll paint up some uh, Athenians because I just like them and I think they're all individual, um, you know, with all their shields
0: right, being yeah. different.
1: Just mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, and that was probably a couple years before the books came out and of course as usual you know it joins the the pile of shame or whatever we want to call it you know uh but i i had them primed and i just never really got to them and then the age of hannibal come out so i'm like "Eh, i'm gonna paint because they have the grecoly yeah i think Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. little greeks yeah um so i started painting them and you know i got sidetracked a few times but then the Alexander book came out, and I'm like, "Oh no, I I gotta finish these because I'm definitely playing this army." I didn't even know the board at all, Mike. I just I already had Athenians in the in the hopper, so to say. <laughs> well, you know, and but, that's
0: as good of a reason as any is because you're interested <clears throat> in it. You had the army. Your son was yeah. doing Spartans, so you couldn't just copy him and say the Spartans because exactly. they're tougher. You know, you said no. Yep. Right? Somebody's got to play the op four. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's how it really happened i it wasn't like i really looked at the book and planned a an army um yeah i, I just i kind of do that sometimes i just i'm like oh these i really like just the look of them so i'm just gonna paint that up and try to do my best gaming with them
0: right yeah i um i have just so many different reasons for why i pick an army out of a book um i said at first eh, nothing's jumping out at me on uh, at Age of Alexander, you know, and I was thinking, I don't want to paint up a wall of spearmen or a wall of uh, pikemen or anything sure. like that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. you know, and then I quickly heard the, the Achaemenid Persians are really tough. And I'm like, no, I'm not taking the army that's supposed to be really tough. Just and everybody will accuse me of power gaming or something like that. Um <laughs> And then I, I finally t- took a chance and, and read the Thracian battle board and I was like oh this whole pillage mechanic you know with loot markers and stuff like that
1: yeah uh, that'd that's be cool. really fun
0: and, and and so that's why I wanted to proxy it and I, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to proxy because that was the first time I ever oh, played yeah. it and uh, it was fun I really I really enjoyed yeah, cool. it yeah and then I just this last weekend you know previous. Uh, Sunday, we're, it was our uh, Dragon's Guild Hall one in Beaver Creek. And, mm-hmm. I mean, only like five of us were there. It wasn't a big meeting. But, you know, I said, I'm playing yeah, Thracians. Well, and I had so much fun with it. I was playing Bob French. who was uh, He was playing um, – oh, crap. I can't believe I can't remember what it was. Oh, he's playing uh, Age of Invasion's Romans. And uh, so oh, I okay. played the Thracians again. Um, and I had so much fun that I literally went home that night and ordered the army uh, off of uh, I bought them off of uh, Badger games, uh, Crusader miniatures. Yeah. Crusader miniatures right. is an amazing line. No one talks about them. You
1: know, they're like, mm, I have under... quite a few of them. Do you? Yeah. Okay. But I mean, as mm-hmm. far as Saga they're... goes,
0: everybody's talking Victrix, everybody's talking this or Gripping mm-hmm. Beast or whatever. But Crusader has an amazingly thorough ancient line uh and they they had the figures
1: are stout too yeah
0: and they had the thracians and so i sat there on my i I pulled up their website and they had one of everything that i needed and uh so i ordered it and and believe it or not news flash of the uh, podcast uh it showed up today in the mail so i got it ordered it sunday night (laughs) and it shows up four days later on thursday
1: (laughs) you've got new shiny i do i do yeah Badger games is great
0: yeah and they do they carry like a good figures. amount of saga stuff so i recommend they you, do any of the listeners yeah. who are having trouble finding the books finding your know, figures or whatever go head over to badger games's website because they do a great job and as i can tell you great they customer do. service because i got my army in four yeah. days
1: they're good they were at adepticon i they they actually you know a funny quick story my friend james tolbert mm-hmm. we all go up together our, our wives and my son actually went up, and there there was eight of us that went up to Adepticon, But um, I <laughs> I think it was on Instagram, but uh, Badger Games posted several, you know, half a dozen photos of their booth, like what was going on. And lo and behold, they they got a picture of me, and there's James standing next to me, talking to me, like cheering me on while my I, I got my wallet peeled open, <laughs> and there's money coming out. Of and that's on the Instagram feed. And there I'm like, go. that is a terrible picture. My <laughs> wife just laughed. She's like, oh my gosh, you're busted. And <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to and deny like, that purchase. No, no I had, no I had no these all. all along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just taking pictures to was show open. somebody. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't moths flying out of it. But... <laughs> well, well, that's like, No, awesome. good. Good for you. You got that army. Yeah. So and I'm, I'm, you, I got, you got things to play with.
0: Yeah, I got a couple things in a paint before it, just like you know, maybe one or two things and then, then I'm ready to go in and I even got an order I'm going to do it in. So I keep proxying, you know, stuff and play it as it, as more Mm -hmm. and more actual real Thracian stuff comes on the board. Um, So I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I'm also looking forward to hearing about uh, your, um, your experience at Adepticon. As most people know, I've never been to Adepticon. Um, So for someone that doesn't either have age of Alexander or has it looked at the Greek cities board? What would you say are the essential differences between what is it? Four different factions in that, in that, uh, list.
1: Yeah, there's, um, <clears throat> there's the Athenians, the Spartans, of course. Um, there's Thebes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Pretty sure it's Thebes. And yeah, the other is. one, I think mm-hmm. it's Thessalonians. Yep. Thessalonians.
0: the horse. Faction, um, and they're, man.
1: they're more, yeah, they're more horse oriented, which is true in history. Um, I only can really comment on the Athenians and the Spartans because I haven't okay. played or seen the other two. Obviously, the Thessalonians, they're mounted. Right. So they're going to play very different than... They probably won't have as strong of a line of battle as the other three. Um, the the only real difference between... Uh, the Well, the the, the makeup of them is slightly different. Like The Athenians can choose... A mounted warlord, which you found out, we I discussed it in our game that um, if you're playing Athenians, you really need to mount the the warlord. Cause I he agree will too. Never, yeah. yeah, he will never keep up with the the line of battle. <laughs> um, so, and the Spartans can't do that. They they have to their warlord has to be on foot. Oh. So, so there's slight different makeups of them. Um, I think they're a little more limited on their choice of weapons too but the big difference is with the Spartans is um, they don't fall back so when you if they lose um, they don't fall back, you do no matter what and they'll take their fatigue of course but it's very but that seems kind of subtle but when you're trying to break their line of battle um, you pretty much have to kill them all Wow. in that unit so they just so don't go back they, they do the, they don't they f- go back the so their line Spartan of battle law. yeah yep yeah yeah <laughs> what is the saying um like
0: no no retreat no surrender you know
1: the the shield one uh either with it or on it yeah yeah you know, something they, like that yeah they live up to it so you have to it's very hard to break their line of battle so that's probably the strength of the spark as a matter of fact, the, the fellow that won the Adepticon Ancients tournament played Spartans. Yeah,
0: I saw that. I actually yeah. watched it the other night uh, on Saga Thursday. He did an interview with him. Um, oh, did he? I yeah, to he watch did. You have to, I you just have to haven't watched that one yet. Yeah, yeah, it was it was impressive <clears throat> to hear how he how he did it because you know, with my limited knowledge of Age of Alexander, Age of Hannibal games, I would not have thought a Greek city's army was going to to win that. Um, so I it's didn't impressive. Either, to be honest with you. That's really impressive. And yeah. I, actually, I was looking a little bit earlier, and I think the Thessalians have this really weird little rule that um, that mounted units uh, can actually be part of their line of battle. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah so, yeah, so if you want to try to mix this mixed horse and foot line of battle, you mm-hmm. can actually kind of do that.
1: I have um, quite a few horses I am painting, so you never yeah. know. Yeah, try it, try it My, uh, out sometime. Yeah, see, see yeah, if you yeah. like
0: it. Um, but, uh, all right, so, so we, we know there's four different factions. We got the No Retreat, No Surrender Spartans. We got the Athenians are more the kind of the basic um, yeah, you know, of the Greek city-states. The Thebans go with bigger units, which I don't know if that necessarily is optimal or not. Um, yeah, and then can't comment on that. Yeah, I haven't seen anybody play them or anything like that. and the Thessalians have the horse. Uh, so uh, what build did you end up settling on? I know we were talking about it after our game uh, down here. um and uh, mm-hmm. why did you why did you think it would be the most optimal?
1: Well, I um was playing around with the line of battle and I still think I need to do more trial and error with it but I went with a, a eight pack of hearth guard and you're you're only allowed that's the Athenians the, they're called veterans and you're only allowed one unit so you're either going to do a four six or eight probably I wouldn't think you'd get any bigger but I went with uh an eight pack of them so they're, they're all one unit of hearth guard and then I took let's see what did I do that was two points and then I took the warriors of course which are there was three points of them so that would be one two three uh units of warriors so you went with three then, three times
0: eight you didn't shift around the sizes yes, or anything. Okay. i did
1: not now in, in one of the games i think i mixed them up a little but um then the sixth point was mounted warriors because i could take mounted warriors with javelins so I thought I'd get a little shooty. the The, the board does have an ability that's kind of nice if you have a mounted unit um, with shooting ability. Um, so that that's what I did for. And then of course, I mounted my warlord so he could keep up.
0: Yeah, so that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, that we talked about yeah. that as a as a change afterwards. So were you influenced at all by my mounted warriors that the brought with them? <laughs> did that did that make um, you think about it? Or were you already thinking about that all along?
1: Yeah, to be honest with you, I just didn't have them finished. Oh, well, uh, painted. Sense. They yeah. weren't. They weren't done until Adepticon. Uh So, yeah, they they literally were fresh off the press there for Adepticon. So well, I uh, I kind of intended that all along, but I had some painted slingers, and I've even got a few. Uh, uh, what what's the light troops that they?
0: The and you know, the javelin men.
1: I have I have one of those units to the side too, just in case.
0: Now wasn't that what you took, or did you bring you brought the slingers or the javelin men down when we played here in Columbus?
1: I had slingers. Okay. Yeah, and I just played them straight up slingers. I didn't use a mercenary um, or anything mercenary unit. Yeah. Yeah. So I
0: had never played mounted warriors in any of the half dozen plus armies uh, before I played them in the Thracians oh my gosh i love them they at least on the Thracian board they were really effective now you do have to be careful you can't let them get shot you know because they'll die like dogs um but uh but yeah i really liked them so uh, yeah they got a
1: little punch behind them too yeah they
0: do you can charge in with them Mm -hmm. and i was looking at there's one Thracian battle board ability i was like meh never gonna use it it's it's like their wedge formation one or whatever but then i thought wait a minute. I get eight figures. And so that makes, you know, because you, know, you think Hearthguard. But, uh, well, anyway, well, we're not here to talk about mm-hmm. the Thracians. We're here to talk about your army <laughs> and how you do They're a cool
1: army. They're, they're uh, interesting, though. I was listening.
0: <laughs> so which of the Saga of Ancients factions, so we're talking Hannibal and Alexander, do you think your Greek city-states match up well against? And which did you think ahead of time you might struggle with most?
1: Well, ironically, I own, all three of my games at Adepticon were all Age of Hannibal. Okay. I I, I didn't... And, yeah, it was, because I was... I kind of expect, just from chatter out there, I thought maybe in one of the Indian Army players or a Persian Army player would win the tournament, just just from what everybody was saying. But mm-hmm. uh, as it turned out, it was a Greek city-state. Yeah. Um, but I, I wound up playing... Um, my first game was against Iberians, and then my second game was against Carthaginians, and my third game was against Republican Romans. Oh,
0: wow. So
1: I never got to go against any Age of Alexander armies. Um, I I don't really know. I, I'm just being honest. I don't know if there's a great matchup or if there's a really terrible matchup with them because I haven't really played enough with them if that makes any sense
0: right yeah i
1: I think they've stood toe-to-toe with everybody i've played um i just kind of disintegrated there in the last turn or so with your game
0: (laughs) well you stood toe-to-toe all game long it was just at the end yeah (laughs) yeah it had come down to Um, that but uh yeah, you actually ended up playing yeah. Monty uh, from Saga Thursday, and your your game I did. in Siberia. So
1: yeah, that was a great game. That was that was. I haven't listened to. Did he comment on it? On yeah, he did. He talked saga a little Thors, bit about yeah. it. Um, it, it. It was it was a weird game. I don't know if he said that or not, but it I think was, he did. I think he did. He said it was, yeah, a really it was odd just game. not. It's like no other saga game either one of us played. It was it was just strange.
0: Yeah. Um, and... He'd
1: never played against Greek cities, and he, he was under the understanding that they were very, very defensive. And I don't, if they are, I don't play them that way. But right. Well, he and found I think everybody's very
0: everybody's surprised by how quickly you move. You know, that's for sure.
1: Exactly. Yes, and and Monty was, yeah, terrified him. He's even said that quite a few times. Yeah. Um, but so... we had this weird yin and yang going. I mean, we can talk about that in a minute, but. Getting back to your other, your original question, um, I, I don't know. They kind of match up pretty well. I just, the biggest fear you have really is uh, losing that line of battle. Yeah. yeah. It just hurts it, the board depends on it.
0: Okay. So there's no no army you were dreading facing, and there's no army you're like you know, rubbing your hands and licking your lips saying, hey, you know, I, I, want, I got these guys good. This is a good matchup for me,
1: which I guess is yeah, really a good.
0: That's no. uh, probably the best way to enter a tournament is is thinking that you have a, ch- a good chance against anybody.
1: Yeah. yeah. I would have liked to have played one of the Indians.
0: Yeah. Indian uh, opponents. Because,
1: you know, one day the armies looked phenomenal and they were beautiful. Um, I don't know. I just had all the chariots and the elephants and stuff. So I just thought that would be. Right. Fun to smash up against.
0: Yeah, based on uh, the games that I've watched on Graham's War Game Vault. Do you, Do you watch those games on the on YouTube, Graham's War Game? No, vault? I don't. You should check um, it out. It's Graham spelled G R A H A M. His War Game Vault. Uh, and he puts up like a Saga Battle a week on you know on YouTube, and they talk about oh, it and really? everything. And there's been a lot with he's he's run a lot with the uh, Achaemenid Persians and okay. their shooting is wow it's deadly and it's phenomenal um so i was fully expecting to see the results of that tournament and see you know six accamaded persian armies in there <laughs> and them and to be like three of them in the top five or something you know, so, yeah. so i don't think
1: there was that many if i remember right yeah i know there was one person playing them for was sure there? Right? okay yeah. Maybe, maybe because it just, you know, you, you see the, what they look like. They might take a little longer. To yeah.
0: Paint. Yeah. They're a little, <laughs> little colorful. Um, they are. All right. So let's, let's get right to the meat of it. I know a lot of people have been waiting. Uh, so how did your turning games go? Can you give us a rundown of the battles? You said, your first battle was against Monty's Iberians, which from what yeah. I understand was post fact you guys knew about, it, or was the fact not having done yet? Uh, apparently they've been it, fat. the
1: the fact came out just like a few days right before the tournament so we did not include it okay
0: so so tell me how to face a classic or what you faced up against the iberian army in your
1: your strange battle well it started off on i started off on the wrong foot monty did a good job with terrain placement and it really if you are playing against greek city states you you probably want to plop down some sort of big piece of terrain uh right in the middle of their battle line where they're gonna go so monty knew that he set that there um i tried to push terrain away from me um as it turned out i had a i i just had a rough go the first turn or or during setup even so when it came to the setup i said well i want to keep my line of battle so i'm going on the flank I think he set up first half of his army and then I set up all of mine, which I set the whole thing on one flank of the board. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Monty was like, well, now what do I do? Cause you know, his whole army's over there. So he set some other units like to slow me up, but the scenario was objective based and he went first and he did a good job at grabbing the one on my flank immediately i think he double moved to get to it um but that's where he found out how quick the uh, greek cities can move because i was on them on turn one actually Mm -hmm. and beat up the units and sent them back and i know Monty kept saying that really freaked me out so but he he had i couldn't do much about the other two objectives because i i was stuck on one flank basically i did have the cav unit over there but you know they couldn't take on you know, three quarters of his army. So I was just harassing him over there. So he grabbed the other two objectives. I think on turn two, I wound up getting the objective away from him. But here's where this was my mistake. I didn't realize, and you know, I could have read the 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 uh, the battle a little little more precise before the before the fight um, or the scenario, I should say, because I didn't realize you had to, if you rested on the objective, you know, you scored a victory point. Um, But if you, if you had that objective at the end of the game, you just got the victory points for, for the die uh, or the number that it was on. So say it starts at a five and you rest and it goes down to a four. Eventually it goes to zero. You know, if you, if you rest on it that many times, but I did not realize if you, just hang on to it. You score those points at the very end. And so here I was, I'm wasting an activation resting on on Uh, it to score the point. And Monty's just hanging on to it. And and at the end of the game, you know, I, I, as it turned out, I lost, but that was the, really the major contributor was, I just misunderstood it. Yeah. I think he said Uh, something
0: like the, the game, you know, he won mainly because of the objective, points that he
1: yes got. he did uh as far as as a matter of fact poor Bonnie, he didn't win a melee oh wow um he <laughs> shot me up pretty good but the melees I, I was just just devastating them and i had a lot all my points were from killing and or i should say slaughter points uh so as it turned out all my points were from slaughter points and all his points were basically from the the victory points from the objectives. Uh, It was a great game. It was weird because it was kind of, I was really strong on my right flank and Monty was extremely strong on the left flank. So we both did this kind of dance around the table.
0: Uh
1: Um, And as it, you know, as it turned out that uh, time elapsed and counted it up. And yeah, kind of a tough one for me because I knew it probably could have easily been a draw if I would have just became more aware of the situation about
0: maybe not, not during turn
1: five yeah right. <laughs> the turn two or three i would have went oh wait a minute i gotta do this so,
0: so um, what was it like facing the uh their gorilla tokens on you know their their things that they do during your turn was that hard getting used to or was it frustrating Or what was it like
1: that's a really cool ability i i was kind of impressed by it um yeah, I try not to let my opponent's abilities in, interfere too much with my decision making. Uh, I guess I'm one of the weird guys. I, I don't. I usually don't take the opponent's battle board and try to read theirs while I'm doing mine. I glance yeah. over there, you know, see see how much stuff they got loaded up. But I'm always trying to just kind of like Ulysses S. Grant. You know, we're gonna worry about what we're doing here, okay? Not what not what Bobby Lee's doing. Yeah. <laughs> That famous quote. I, it's not like I don't do that. I, I do it once in a while. But um, those, yeah, those gorilla tokens are really cool. But they, I don't know, it it didn't seem to bug me too much. Okay. All right. Um, I was just curious. I've never it, played against cool, the Iberians. Yeah, it's a really cool ability. It gives him a lot of things he can do on his turn. I mean, not on his turn, but on my turn. He has right. reactions and stuff. Yeah. Right, you're playing um, on
0: both turns, you know, just sitting back and taking it.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, he shot me up good. There's no doubt about that.
0: So he used most of his gorilla um, tokens for missile fire, then I take it?
1: Yeah, once he found out it was almost useless to go into melee with the Greeks, he was like, well, I'm just going to shoot them. Yeah. And he used them a lot of times. Either to move out of my way, if I remember right, or to shoot
0: me. Yeah. I mean, that's what um, I would think, too. If you think of a gorilla type army... Yeah. Which they're supposed to represent, I would probably do the same thing, facing uh guys yeah. who are better toe to toe fighters. So Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's... he's a good player. Monty's a, and he's a great guy. I mean he's oh, you know, yeah. a blast. He's awesome. Laugh. I met him yeah
0: a couple year a couple summers ago, um, when I went up to Minneapolis for like, you know, one of their, their weekends and um, Oh yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, yeah. he, he just stomped the snot out of me in the first game we played. <laughs> And then he got he he was much nicer in the second game game and he played a a, a low power army and uh, I was able to get a victory out of it but uh, I think he'd kind of taken he'd put the kid gloves back on and he, uh, he <laughs> all but yeah. le- he didn't let me win but you know, <laughs> yeah he was less no. precise and deadly and bloodthirsty than in the first game <laughs> so, yeah he's a great guy yeah we, a lot we of had fun. a ball
1: I, I was really. Happy to play against him in the yeah, first round. Yeah,
0: that was yeah. fun. Playing a celebrity did you, I... did you get his autograph or anything like that or no?
1: <laughs> no, I should have. Um he'll <laughs> kill me yeah. for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the zone, I guess.
0: Yeah. So so second matchup. Who's who's was this the Carthaginians?
1: Yeah. So um the second game was against I think it's Scott. Scott's his first name. I think his last name was Roberts. He's from Australia. Oh, okay. And yeah, and he was on that um Geek Nation Tours that that goes to Adepticon every year. It's a tour group that oh, goes all over the place. I but they do Adepticon. Wow. Yeah, Geek Geek Nation t- Tours. And I got to talking to him. Real super nice guy. I mean everybody I met there was just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Scott played a really good game. We we literally just kinda lined up and really just swung some big haymakers at each other and just went at it. That was a fun game. I did I I thought we had a tie, but as it turned out I, I won that game. Oh, okay, cool. Um I, I won by the whatever the minimum was, the four points or mm-hmm. I think it's four up there, but so what was the key? That was what, a great game.
0: What was the key in that game? I mean, why? Why? I mean, I've played the Carthaginians like three times, I think. Um, so what? What? What was the big thing that brought the Greeks a victory?
1: Um, I would have to say killing the elephant. Mm-hmm. It, it took a toll. I mean, it it took a lot of my guys with them, but I I went after it pretty hard. I think in turn three, and I managed to to actually kill it and. Um, I kind of was relentless on a couple of his units. You know, they got his warriors, like got down to one and I, I actually went after that unit with my calf, <laughs> you know, the one or two guys left so I could hey, get the a extra point. Hey, it's a victory point they don't get. It, it is. You, and that's what I was going, him going him. for. <laughs> right. It. That's, that's, just... it, yeah. Yeah you do it's so it's i always feel so low doing that no no know? no it's a skill i mean i go
0: out of my way to try to save my onesies you know i will start moving them, yeah, back, you get have them out to. of there uh even if they're not generating saga yeah. dice i don't care i mean mm-hmm. I'm a, i don't want to give it's the a opponent point that one yep
1: yeah. i do the same thing i pull them out of there yeah. um but yeah i kind of hunted them down on a few of them but uh, i still think the elephant was the big once i got the elephant out of the way um it, it, it just wasn't as effective of an army. against So that was him. his
0: big his big fist, basically, was the elephant. And once you killed it, you didn't have as much as much to worry about his counter strikes.
1: I'd say so. It it he used it as a fist. Let's put it that way. Now, did and... you kill it with
0: hand to hand, or <laughs> I mean, because every time I've killed an elephant, it's been the cheapy way, digging it multiple times with shots. Uh, did you actually go nah, in there? No, and... just,
1: we just all went in. The battle line wow, just what a true said, Greek. we're going to go kill. Yeah, <laughs> we're just going to go kill this thing. Yeah, you, you <laughs> I, my shooty, the, the cab unit was clear on the other flank, so I wasn't going to even try to attempt uh, to shoot it with my javelins that were mounted. All right. Because so. I know that's that's a that's a bad deal if you get caught Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, in a yeah. melee with, with, with an elephant with being mounted so, so yeah we just we just killed it and killed the elephant the man's down. way instead of yeah uh, yeah
0: the coward's way uh, <laughs> all right so you're one and one at this point uh you're feeling pretty good so far uh third game who you, yeah. who you matched up against what army
1: the third game was um i know his name was frank but i think his actual his real name was um francois i think he's from uh He's a French Canadian from somewhere up in Quebec, not Quebec city, but somewhere near there. Okay, cool. Um, so you got a nice you had, guy.
0: You had the international matchups and in. you played an we Australian, did. a yeah. Canadian, and, I, uh, I guess, I guess we'll claim Minnesota. So yeah. I and American. yeah, <laughs> we,
1: yeah, we got to keep Minnesota. Um, yeah. but next to me, oddly enough, next to me, I heard two guys speaking in Spanish. They were sitting next to each other in the tournament and they were playing their opponents across from of course. And I I said, I, I had to hand him a few things because he was at the seat I, I was going into, so to say, you know, for game two. And as it turns out, I just talked to him briefly. Both of them were from Argentina.
0: Oh, okay, so, cool. So
1: I was like, wow, this is really international. What is yeah, going yeah. on here? <laughs> so uh need to say I made friends with them as well. Um, but, yeah, going into game three... Um, again, I'm just going to say Frank, cause he said to just call me Frank. Um, he was playing the, uh, Republican Romans and I've never, I, I've never played against them. I at all. So I, I don't really know much about them. Um, so I, I just heard they're a little more defensive, which would make sense for Romans. Uh, so the scenario was, again, it was, um, Oh, I can't remember the actual name of it. I think it was the, no, it wasn't the campfire one. It was, it was a centerpiece. There was a center objective.
0: Okay. All right.
1: And, and you needed to hold that. You needed to be within VS. I think of the, Oh center. yeah. The
0: one like the King of the Hill thing. Is yeah. Like a, it's very yeah. similar. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. Um, so you just had to have a unit there and nobody else within S and, um, I made a mistake again. I, I, Either bid or rolled high. I think we bid this. We were doing the bidding system up there at the oh, yeah,
0: right. which is right. kind of cool.
1: I might, I might incorporate that into the. Turn. We'll see. Um, I think I either won that or we rolled off. We tied and we rolled off, and I won the roll. So I elected to go second, which, as it turns out, it was a mistake. I should have went first because, hey, Greeks should have just sat on that thing and then just, you know, said come and get me. Right. Yeah. That's but what that's exactly what say. he did. Yeah, um, that's exactly what he did playing Romans. He just sat on it and said, well, come and get me. <laughs> and cued I, up all those great
0: I, defensive abilities they have. and
1: Yeah, and he did. And um, I lost that one pretty soundly because I threw everything I had into it. And dang to Frank, there was a four-man hearth guard unit he had in the center. Oh,
0: And gosh. I literally
1: attacked it with everything I had. And at the end of the... We only got five turns in. We finished the game on five. And at the end of the game, would you believe there's four Hertz guards still standing?
0: Did he use that one ability that's only for them on the battle board? There's, there's a, for the Roman ability, there's a defenders triari uh, ability. Something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's almost like it should say, you know, activate this ability and you automatically win the combat, you know, and take no casualties. (laughs) Right. (laughs)
1: And pretty much, there was quite a few times where, um, I mean, I threw my hearth guard unit at it and I wow. mean, granted he rolled save after his saves were phenomenal. It wasn't like I wasn't hitting him right. He, um, he did stupor on his saves and uh, good for him. That was, it was pretty funny. Uh, it, it actually, by the end of the game, we both were cheering. Cause he, he, I had like five hits and he saved all five.
0: Wow. I mean, it was <laughs>
1: just, yeah, it was just one of those moments. It's like, wow. This say, is incredible. Right? Yeah. These guys are definitely getting an award.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, Great game. Um, I kind of like the Romans, the way they played. I, I wouldn't mind painting some up.
0: All right. Well, I actually have an army. I, I played them a number of times. Uh, num- the number is three, I think. I played them three times and kind of uh, moved on. I wasn't as crazy about them. I don't know if I just didn't like the feel or if my yeah. roles were crap. The whole Every time I played them, I just got tired of it or what. But uh, Yeah. Yeah, I got to do better at ah, that. so I've, cool looking. Though. Yeah, they are. I got to get better at that because I think I've only played my Mongols – you know, three or four times myself, too. And I had the Romans three times, and I'm already moving on to other armies. So I got to get better at uh, mm, well, playing let's, them. Let's
1: you and I play a game sometime, you bring the Romans.
0: Okay, we could do that. It's or you can borrow of, my Romans. Right. Oh, yeah. Give hey, you know, I'd like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there you go. You could bring your Thracians then.
0: Yeah. Or, or whatever, <laughs> whatever we decide is a good matchup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Carthage would—I mean—that would be kind of the, the old grudge match, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, all right, well, cool. Well, you ended up one and two, not—you know—not—not not horrible. It's not like you walked yeah, away and got stomped was, all three games or anything.
1: No, actually, the the games were a lot closer than they seemed. I mean, the 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 third game was probably the worst. I mean, it just point wise, it just turned out bad because I through so much at trying to get that objective that um yeah just turned out bad
0: yeah and if and that i guess is some it's a dream a dream one for the the romans to have you know because they do have some really cool defensive abilities and i've never got a chance to actually use that uh one that's Hearthguard defenders only i think it is or hearth guard only it's it's a it's but it's a toughie um yeah
1: it was cool it, it was his abilities were pretty cool i liked them
0: all
1: right. Um, can't, can't remember them all, but it was cool.
0: So after having, a, now you have a grand total of five games under your belt uh, with the uh, <laughs> with the Athenians. What do you think the main strengths of that army are?
1: Well, I would have to say the line of battles, utterly necessary. I mean, you have to have that. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And that's that is, I mean, you could see in the, it shows you in the, in the rule book how to how to format it. it basically you have to have i think over two units so you have to have three
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think it might be two but don't mark my words um and they have to be within vs of each other and they also they all have to be pretty sure they all have to be phalanx yes the yes Greek.
0: they do all have to be phalanx yes. um so you be... know you go ahead
1: yeah, oh, I was just gonna say that's where terrain comes in because as soon as you touch any uneven terrain it breaks your phalanx. Which oh, is yeah, pretty true good. to history. Oh yeah. So, absolutely. It's a good yeah, one. They just yeah, they just did not function well in any type of uneven terrain. So you definitely wanna maintain your phalanx in the in the unit itself and then you wanna maintain your line of battle because all the abilities really give you the bonuses for those two um conditions
0: so now let's say somebody's really chopped the board up and i think which is what you said monty had kind of done to you um couldn't you still do them like one behind the other like you could have if you have four units that are like you do four units that could be line of battle couldn't you have two of them up front and two of them directly behind them so that their corners are all within very short of each other and that would still be legal and that would be a half frontage Mm -hmm. compared to the rest of the Um, the thing. So for those who listeners who aren't really a hundred percent sure form line is a basic ability. So it's across the top. So you can do it as many times in a a turn as you, as you want and use any of the three dice, you know, it can be common, you know, rare, you know, uncommon. And it says activate all or some units in a line of battle to move and up to one of these can be a charge instead of a movement um so think of it that way if you've got one unit you don't want to move because that's going to fatigue him too much you don't even have to do it but so you can do that multiple multiple times uh and that's why you can that's why these greeks can rush across the board so quickly i mean it's the battle of marathon ability basically even though it's not called marathon um a different ability is called that where they rush Mm -hmm. the persian line you know close before the archers can do anything and they're there in combat because you know, yeah. as as my students learn, the, the, there was actually a Olympic event where the hoplites would compete in full army and, and armor in a race. You know, so you know this is something yes. they trained for.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I actually um, named my army going to the depth of county You're supposed to have a little placard there, and I, I actually named uh marathon of McElroy. I think I pronounced that right, and then I put in parentheses under there. We ran. I just thought that's kind of, befi- <laughs> you know, fits the Athenians. Yeah. Um, but the marathon ability then goes with that form line that you mentioned. Yeah. So you, you just want to use the combo of form line. You you pop a die off of that and you move your S <clears throat> and then you'll, you go immediately down to marathon. I'm obviously going to do it once because it's an advanced ability, but um, marathon allows you to uh, basically the next form line that you trigger um, you can move, and again, you can do one of the charges. and It generates no fatigue, but it also gives you a a little boost. You know, instead of just moving S, so you move S plus VS, or even S plus S if you use a rare. So that's what really, I mean, if you really think about it, if you use a rare and you do two form lines with a marathon in between, you just moved a foot yeah. along.
0: Right, exactly. And, and I
1: think that's what players that aren't have never played against them are just shocked that all of a sudden you know you're in combat with them right and they and don't if, have any fatigue
0: and if the last one's a charge you know you're not even fatigued at that point
1: um, yeah and so it does you have to be line of battle though right. you can't lose that
0: right um, so it's
1: that's that's probably the biggest strength of the board I personally I mean the rest of the stuff's pretty good too but now that, I would, that one you definitely want that.
0: Now just for to make sure I'm I'm thinking it right through, so let's say you've popped a, you, you've put a die you put a couple dice on form line of battle, you play one and it says activate all or some units in a line of battle to move. So at that point you grab your markers and you say, I'm moving this unit, this unit, this unit, and this unit. And then you decide which one you're moving first. And even if it moves out of that very short, you know, from the other ones, the other three still get to move. Correct. I mean, is that the way you played it? Yeah, yeah, that's
1: correct. Otherwise, it would be useless. It doesn't work at all. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Because we had that debate. Very short. Yeah. Yeah, we had some questions, and obviously, you know, people haven't seen the board before or played against them. They questioned me on that, and you know, of course, I asked Raj. I'm like, hey, let's let's just get a a To's opinion here. He said, yep, you're actually playing it right, but it does kind of need a little more explanation right i i agree it you know it, it obviously is meant to play that way but it would be nice if they said you right. can just keep going well and so, so much
0: of saga of is sequential you really got to look into it so much to figure out yes um what the sequence is
1: there's a lot of order reactions on here that i think if you want to survive the uh your opponent's turn, you, you really need to stack up either, um, you know, if you got a shooty one, then Apis, I don't know how to say this, but Apis Cole
0: Okay, yeah, it's good for me.
1: The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Order's reaction, that's basically um, for when you get shot at, really. All your Phalanx units count as being in light cover until the end of the turn, so that's about the only real defense they have against any shooting stuff.
0: It's still a pretty good one for it is know, for one dice for, you know what is it uh, common mm-hmm. or an, or uh, uh, uncommon? Isn't that what it is? Common or uncommon? Yeah, yeah, yeah you got it. Yep, yeah, exactly. so to to have everybody have essentially a two thirds chance of saving every shooting casualty. So.
1: Absolutely, it's yeah. if you're playing somebody that shoots a lot like um, Iberians or uh, Persians. You you have to have a die in there. I, right. I would say, I would say, don't, say so too. Yeah. It's almost an auto
0: every single um, time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And oracles is nice. That's during your orders. Um, basically, you can uh, roll a die and that gives you, you know, more dice, so to say. I'm not I'm not going to read it word for word, but it it allows you to get more um, activated dice.
0: Right. So you get yeah, and you can even get a bonus to that roll.
1: Um, you can' so, yes. so you could tap you for your lines of yeah, battle. You- but hey maybe that's um,
0: something the Thebans do is the Thebans depend on that for their really big units to, they to probably
1: get- do That's yeah. a good point because yeah. I, I tend to uh, I, I think if I well when I play them again I, I might beef the units up a little heavier now James plays the Spartans he thinks he's gonna have more units but smaller units Ooh. so his line of battles bigger. But, so I don't know, we're still playing around with it a little bit. Yeah, Interested it's a Republican to see what Roman tactic to
0: go with the smaller units. Uh, I go with six man yeah. more units for the Republicans. Um mm-hmm. all right, so we got Order or Oracles, which allows you to have more saga dice. Basically use probably your entire yes. array of eight every single turn. Um we're pretty close to that, you know, some you know you know, uh, mess up on some rolls. We got Apis coli which is an orders reaction, so you get you count as light cover. Um, how often do you use Sons of Homer, the one that uh, you know, the big defensive melee one?
1: Well, it seems like I'm more aggressive of a player. <laughs> okay. Another
0: one of the I big do aggressive. use it.
1: Yeah, I do use it. Um, it just depends if you got that extra die. I mean, it is right. nice. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah, um,
0: and it depends. Obviously, you're going against somebody who's going to shoot you to death. You don't. You don't cue that exactly. one exactly.
1: Yeah, against the Iberians, yeah, probably don't need it. Right. Or, or against, you know, Persians that aren't probably, you know, they might surprise you, though. It's, yeah. It, it just depends. Mm-hmm. They can attack and definitely do some damage.
0: So um, what are the major challenges? You know, let's say somebody out there is always like Greek hoplites, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I want to do this. I want to play. What, do you, what can they expect, to, the challenges they expect to see playing a Greek city's army?
1: Um, well, one's to keep your line of battle, Uh terrain, you're going to have to really watch the terrain. I, I'd, I'd try to anchor one of my flanks on terrain and maybe keep that. If you do run a, an, a different unit, say like with slingers or javelins or some other, even levies, you know, you, you could maybe anchor the other flank with them, mm-hmm. but uh, you definitely want to keep that line of battle going as long as you can it it does you know people are going to turn the flanks and try to get around you and and hope to break your line of battle to to separate your warriors and Hearthguard. and you really need to try not to fall to that temptation um which you've seen firsthand what happened when i started to do that
0: right yeah i agree Um, that's this is definitely an army you need to keep your keep your guys together you
1: know you you do you got to Play it almost like the the hop. From what we understand of hoplite phalanx right. uh, combat, they really had to keep their cool and keep their focus and uh, stay together. That right. was their strength.
0: Yeah, I liked how how uh, Studio Tomahawk does that. And they'll they'll kind of, and more so of late than I think early on, they'll they'll kind of you know trying to distill the essence of a. Of the tactical, you know, uh, way this army performed, and say, okay, here's what it's mm-hmm. going to be. You know, the the yeah. the, uh, the Greeks want to stay like, together. I
1: think, yeah, I think they're doing a great job with that. Yeah, I especially it, think it they gives really gives you a kinda, little feel of it.
0: Right. It really, it really took off. I think the best, and when they went to the ancient thing, it really started to shine. Um, sure did. It wasn't just a bunch of random abilities. Oh, it'd be fun to do this one time. Uh, they really mm-hmm. armies really kind of reflect the historical uh performance of the army what do you like most about playing these dudes i mean i know that once again you only have about you know half a half dozen games under your belt with them but uh, what do you like most about playing these uh, athenians
1: i like smash mouth armies with a lot of melee you know they just kind of go in there and do what they're meant to do and i think they the greek city-states really uh um hammer that tactic through does that make sense yeah absolutely they're there's just, a lot of people just
0: just what they do they want to get into get into combat yeah let's roll some dice let's get some fighting. right let's
1: slug it out here right. you know bring your best because i'm gonna punch a hole through you if you don't you know right. that's yeah. i just like that aspect of the greeks you know they they form the phalanx and it's really hard to bring them down
0: and um, you... I think they've
1: done a good job with that. So I, I kind of like that smash-mouth approach.
0: So you're a smash-mouth foot army that can fly across the battlefield, then,
1: basically. Yeah, I don't have to be mounted. I don't yeah. need my Millets Christies anymore. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs those cavalry armies? Yeah. Right. This is ancient Greece. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I really am impressed with the uh, ancient books they came out with. I really have enjoyed gaming the greeks and i i look forward to trying some other ones out too
0: all right so what adjustments are you going to make after your adepticon uh, thing what what are you going to change about your army maybe
1: um i'm gonna start looking a little more into like i said bigger units um i'm definitely going to keep the mounted unit and i think i can only mount one of them i'm not sure if i could I'd maybe mount two but i might even play with the thessalonians a little but Um, that without courage is Mm -hmm. on the advanced abilities there. That's really cool because you could shoot, throw your javelins or if you're slingers, you can shoot your slings and then you could activate that and you don't get fatigue and you can just melt away right through your, your line of battle.
0: Right. And you're hiding behind the spearmen now. Yeah. So I
1: need to, I need to perfect that more. I I have not used that to its fullest at all. Hmm. Um, because it could be very frustrating to another player if you just shoot your slingers and then all of a sudden they just get a free move and disappear. You can't do anything about it. Right. Um, but the way I shoot, Mike, I, I'm i lucky to ever kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems my shooting's terrible.
0: Had I known that, I wouldn't have run away from your slingers the whole game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I was like, well, okay, I don't hit anything anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they it's did true. manage to
0: kill a sum total of zero casualties, you know. <laughs>
1: they, that's usual. <laughs> so. Even I, I uh, recently played um, a for fun tournament there on uh, Tabletop Simulator, which was on the Discord thing, uh, Rogers Discord. Right, I yeah. played that this winter. I played six games, and I played Millets Christie on that. Oh, okay. And I, I always took a crossbow unit, and I... <laughs> I I bet you I only killed maybe three or four guys with oh those. This is terrible. Some, Every, that
0: is some bad rolling when you get the plus one. You still still. Oh, can't
1: it was out. terrible. Well, never, somebody'd always save if I got a bunch of hits, they'd save, and that yeah, was just crazy.
0: And so, sometimes the dice don't work
1: crazy. out. So, Especially the online auto dice thing you click oh you, my gosh you
0: think it's cheating you then it's uh oh it robbed some, some, somebody's got a, <laughs> a, a cheat code they enter to make your dice bad. i think
1: so yeah <laughs> i need to i need to send an email to tts yeah and let them know
0: say so, hey <laughs> i think you've been hacked <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i've been hacked <laughs> uh, Oh well so, um, before we go away from your battle board, were there any uh, battle abilities on this board that you wanted to talk about that you use a lot, or maybe even ones you don't use much at all?
1: I mean, there, there's some good ones. Impassable Wall is phenomenal. That's, that's for a melee, and um, for each up to four units in your line of battle, you can either inflict an additional automatic hit on the enemy, or cancel a casualty you suffered after rolling your defense die. So up to four units, so that means you get four auto-hits or mm-hmm. you cancel four hits. So,
0: Do you have I mean, to... it does
1: take – it costs two dice, but,
0: yeah, you know, it helps. Two uncommons, right? Two uncommons?
1: Yes. Okay. Do and you have to declare one... which
0: one it is when you play it, then, I assume? Uh, it's not like you can wait until after you've rolled your – your your defense dice and say, oh, wait, uh, I, I've rolled really good on my saves. I want these to be auto-hits oh, now. Oh,
1: no, no, no. You'd have to claim they're auto-hits. I would before. I would think so, too. I just yeah, to absolutely. Yeah. All right, so yeah. what,
0: what else? What else do uh, you want to talk about on those?
1: Um, the We Are One. Now, I haven't played that too much, but that's one I'm going to experiment with. That's interesting because you can cancel up to half of the casualties suffered by inflicting a, Suffered by inflicting a casualty on a different unit in your unit's line of battle for each casualty canceled. So, in, in other words, if you're hitting my hearth guard in the middle of my line of battle or wherever they're at, um... I can def- basically deflect those casualties out to the warrior units.
0: Yeah. That's, I was thinking that that would really encourage you to yeah. stick those Hearthguard in there, charge with them, mm-hmm. do all your comments with them yes. and then take all the casualties or as yes. many, you know, you know th- yep. up to three other casualties to, you know, yes. Distribute amongst the warrior units. Kind of like the, uh, the Norse Irish do with their slaves ability. I think, you know, you absolutely toss it's, stuff it's out it's to the others, close to, the, to um, the lesser folks.
1: Plus it's a, it's a common die, so. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? It just doesn't cost much, and that's a good way to save your, uh, you know, your hearth guard. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, in, a, in the Athenians' case, it'd be the veterans, so. mm mm-hmm. Um, just, just a strong, I need to play that more. I have played it a little bit, but I think that I've got a little different outlook on the, the battle board now in the Army. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to continue playing them.
0: That's awesome. So, what manufacturer are your Athenian figures?
1: Well, right now, all of them are the infantry are all, well, actually, the cav is too. They're all um, Vitrix. Okay. And as we speak, I have about 50 of the uh, War Games Foundry Athenians on my table. They're almost done. That They were actually intended to be my saga. Figures, because the I like Victrix. They just their spears and their pikes and stuff are real brittle
0: because mm-hmm. they're
1: plastic. And these, you know, the War Games Foundry are metal, and they, I put metal spears on them, so they're going to be a little stouter for Saga play.
0: Yeah, I think I knocked over one of your your two figures by accident. I was like, "Ooh, I didn't expect that to happen." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm not used yeah, to plastic. I like plastic. plastic.
1: They're, they're, I I am not either. They're they're nice figures. I like them. They just um, I, I just like the metal a little better, so um, All right, I'll so, continue painting them. I'm enjoying painting them.
0: Sounds good. All right. Um, do you have other armies from either Age of Alexander or Hannibal that you're thinking about getting other than, you know, branching out the Greek cities to try the Thie- sure. and, um Do you have yeah. other ones?
1: Well, I did paint two elephants, so um, I need to do something with them. Probably... I do have some more Victrix Carthaginians. Uh, I might paint them up. I really started painting a lot of these. Well, I think I, I mentioned that way back that I've had the Greeks, but I've always wanted to do the successors. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I think I'm just gonna paint a bunch of stuff and experiment with successors next, because I can, you know, do have a lot more options with them. I might be able to get my elephants involved.
0: Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of when you said uh, uh, paint, you had some elephants. I'm like, oh yeah, here come the successors. Yeah,
1: Yeah. that'll probably be the next one. And I also have had, shamefully, I've had um, some old glory uh, Gaul, Gallic warriors for eons, Mm -hmm. uh, way back from probably, I'm going to have to admit, probably from the late 90s even painted or um, unpainted no I just never did anything with them and as we're talking right now I'm staring at them they're all primed and ready to paint Ooh, so they've been so started
0: then now they I, have
1: been started the Gauls.
0: I really um, honestly think the Gauls are the the elite of the Hannibal book but not having played a lot of Hannibal I just thats just they have so many tough abilities when they come in for combat say okay all right count this oh, all cool. up I'm rolling 32 dice you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> see now I don't I don't know the first thing about them yeah. I, I did they, not know that. I just I've had the army sitting there collecting dust, and I'm like, no, I, I need to paint these. Yeah,
0: so. they have this one ability called Power of the Ancient Gods. Uh, I think it is, if if I'm remembering right, mm-hmm. where you get bonus dice for each friendly unit within whatever distance. I don't. Let's say it's short. I don't know. I don't know for sure if it is. Okay. Uh It could be medium for all I know. Of your of yours and your enemies. So you squeeze cool. together. You come in as big iron fist and then the enemy the romans like to be close together you know the greek phalanx yeah. is everything like to be close together so it's sure. like everybody is playing into you know the the gauls hands not, but they are flexible mm. and i've seen a lot of people use them as a shooty army you know have those chariots racing up there throwing the yeah. throwing stuff at you know javelins and everything and then racing back you know so have,
1: have you seen people play more mounted or or i've seen both
0: i honestly Mm -hmm. i'm not scared of a um of a gallic shooty army there are better shooter shooty armies out there um Mm -hmm. i am scared of a gallic you know fist coming at me you know especially if i'm the romans and i got to be close together and everything um you know because the romans have this activation reaction ability that everybody within distance of their console gets like bonus saves and everything. And you want that, especially when it's on the enemy's turn. Sure. You know? And so, like I said, your, your abilities play into the hands of, um, the Gauls. So, so yeah, I think you'd have a lot of fun if you play them, but I know it sounds like they're a little bit further down the line.
1: Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I'm not exactly a fast painter and these guys have a lot of ability to, really go haywire on the shields and stuff oh so. my gosh
0: and just the the <laughs> patterns and everything on their clothes yeah. you don't have to do them like that no but if you're a I masochist know, like will. me who's painting yes. Thracians, who if people know one thing about yeah. them they have patterned cloaks you know so yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you go. got
1: to i'm the same way i'll be doing tartan and all kinds of stuff yep. so yeah
0: tattoos um, woad or whatever it's, yeah. it's
1: part of the hobby and that's that's i like to paint so yeah. i i um I find it very relaxing, so I'll, I'm sure I'll do a, you know, do them upright. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always like when I I'm have... at a
0: tournament with uh, or any kind of event with you, and I get to get a chance to do some close-ups of your, of your figs. They always look great. I know I took pictures of your scots at uh, ATC last oh, October, hey, and I, I you it. know featured your army figures in my blog post about uh my first game as the thracians it's like you know no no no. we're gonna put rusty's figures right there on the top, <laughs> top of it because yeah. they're really cool
1: uh mike you you are a really good painter <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no but, doubt about it well thank
0: you so are you so yeah uh, for those who don't know what other armies do you own and play i know you have the scots because that's that's the one that you brought to advance the colors last october what what else do you have
1: i have saxons you know from like i mentioned way back earlier when we started this uh podcast i said we played ducks britanniarum
0: yeah so okay. i played
1: Saxon. so i have a saxon You know, ancient Saxon army, I should say, Dark Age. Not the the Anglo-Saxons. Yeah, the
0: Age of Invasion Saxons, gotcha.
1: Yes. Um, They kind of proxy in with my Vikings. I got some Vikings, so I kind of just mash them together. Right. Um, So I could probably game either one of those pretty simple. I think you could use your Um, Saxons
0: as Anglo-Saxons, too, and no one's going to complain.
1: Oh, I have done that a couple times. (laughs) I have some anglo-saxons actually almost done painting i just i don't know i got bored and didn't finish them yet well you so got bored painting done. those
0: 72 uh levy figures I can't believe <laughs> <that>. <laughs> right I
1: know. oh i got so bored at painting some archers i actually painted over i think it was almost 60 dark age archers all at once oh, I, said, geez. I, I will never paint any what more are you doing archers. that, for? So that well, obviously I, for a different I, rule I set know. you
0: know i can't imagine anybody having yeah
1: you know, yeah for... well eventually well we we uh we want to play hail caesar with some of these armies oh so yeah that, that takes, takes a lot, lot more figures yeah, yeah. It, it takes a lot more yeah um so that was the crazy reason why i just said i'm painting 50 all at once and having it done um i don't know there's um there's a few more armies down there i'm trying to think oh millets christie
0: okay so it wasn't just um, a virtual army you actually really do have them
1: yeah, I had them at Daycon. I remember you stopped oh. in there just real quick. Okay. And we were talking. I was. That was the first time I'd played them. Again, that was. I, I didn't even. I two think... years
0: ago at Daycon, right? Not this past one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. The one before. Yeah, I didn't um, make it, it to that summer. one. I was running one of my own games there. But uh, okay, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't remember that you were playing Militas Christie. Cool. Okay.
1: There again, I think I played one practice game and then went to the tournament with a new army.
0: It's the the rest. I actually Parker did. Well. I went three Method of success. Yeah, you went three zero. I, and I you guess won so. I, I
1: did. I I did. I came in second, but a, a couple of oh, There was there was enough people. Three that
0: You had two three and O's. Yeah, that yeah. happens. That happens. Yeah. Yep. So, but I was
1: happy. I mean, I don't. Wow, it's, these yeah. guys are doing great. Well, you're two and
0: zero at the uh, at ATC, and I somehow forgot about you in the uh, the final board. And then, luckily, you didn't embarrass me by winning your third game. And then I'd say, well. <laughs> and coming in sixth place yeah. at three and zero,
1: it's all good. Wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. It's, uh, um, it's a little hectic sometimes. Trying to running think a what other twenty
0: four player you know tournament.
1: Oh, it is. Yeah, I can. I can only imagine. Um, there's there's a few more armies down there. I just can't All think right. off the top of my head.
0: Well, uh, speaking of uh, tournaments, uh, if you any of my listeners out there, you want to join the Fireland Games Group, uh, either Discord server if you want to be like Rusty, or like the Firelands Games Group uh, Facebook page if you want to be like me. Um, and keep uh keep September fifteenth to sixteenth. Uh, in your mind and also a month later advance the colors. so yeah you got to plug your own tournaments too um so two absolutely two uh good saga tournaments coming up in the fall put them on your calendar and uh um yeah so well rusty thanks for, uh, thanks for coming out tonight one of these days i'll make it to adepticon but unfortunately i to be completely 100 percent honest it's probably gonna be after i retire from teaching because you know, i like sure. to travel in spring sure. and you know it always yeah. seems to end right on, kind of always seems to come right on my spring break.
1: We've been going quite a few years and we just kind of make it kind of our spring bust out of the winter blues thing and blast up to Chicago. Um, and, you know, the, there's a lot to do for the families as well. So, and that, that's another reason why we're looking at um, the North Coast up here. We They call it the fun coast because, you know, you got things like Cedar Point and the right. islands and. Yeah, and, whatnot uh, so um, and there's there's like lots that. to do yeah yes
0: well all right well hopefully i see you before september uh you know when when we have your convention but uh if i don't uh we'll yeah. definitely see you then because i because i'll be there for it i'll definitely come up for it sounds great all right well hey good talking to you again rusty and uh you have a good rest of your evening
1: you too mike thanks for having me on <laughs>